Welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom podcast. This is episode number 254. My name is Carlos Alvarez and I'll be your host for the show. On today's episode, we have Justin, uh, Justin Chen and John Lee, founders of my favorite software in the e-com space, PickFu. Welcome to the show, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. I, I, you guys were like on my top five list. You ever heard of uh, Dream 100? You ever heard of that concept? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. So this, this is thing that it's like, build a list, this dream 100 list of a hundred people you would just want on your show or you'd want on your channel or you'd want to meet or whatever you build it. And most people never get to do that with any of them. But in my initial thing, when I started this podcast on my dream 100 was, you know, uh, to get you guys on the podcast. And I was like, oh, they're not going to have time to get on my podcast. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've, was, we've been wanting to get on your podcast. We've been wanting to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's mutual. See? All right. So um, I've heard um, today's episode, we're going to cover like best practices uh, for using PickFu and, and maybe a few ways that you've seen people, I hate to use the word wrong, but like with the best of intentions, didn't, mm-hmm. like, I guess you could hammer in a nail with a screwdriver, but it's just not the most exactly. efficient, right? Yeah. Like that, that sort of thing. When I say doing it wrong, um, you guys have to be the authority on, you guys have seen some stuff, you have to have seen some stuff on the, on PickFu. So like, I want to cover some of that um, beforehand. Uh, fun fact, I don't, I don't know if you guys know that PickFu like is being used as a verb. Like I have a friend that yep. reached out to me. Nice. He reaches out to me all the time and he just, mm-hmm. no matter how much I tell him, look, I, I'm not good at the aesthetics and the color schemes and the branding. Like I can barely match my clothes and, but he insists he's got to show me all this stuff. And I'm like, have you pick food it? Like, yeah. So we talk about, it's almost become this verb, right? Have you guys heard it? Do you guys use it that way? Yeah, we we totally use it that way. Um, we we pick food all the time uh, internally, and actually, when we first came up with the name, um, we kind of felt like it could be turned into a verb, and so we, that's part of the reason that we chose it. Yeah, I'll say something. I'm pick fooing it. Like, give me yeah, a, give me exactly. an hour, and I'll have the results. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Awesome. I think, I think the your guys' origin story again. I've heard it. I was driving somewhere random when I first heard it. I was about to tune out on the podcast. It was my first time really hearing about you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's amazing. I want, you know, listeners are our, our one or two listeners of the show to actually have a chance to, uh, to hear it. And, and also like in that intro, uh, like how PickFu uh, came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear most people refer to PickFu as a, um, a split testing tool. And mm-hmm. I love it for split testing. Um, I personally love it for split testing because I can do it before something's live, which is a huge yes, thing I don't think people get. Yes. Um, but still, I I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I, I hear it all the time. It's like, what is PickFu? It's a split testing tool. It does a lot more than that. So could you talk about how PickFu started and um, in your own words, what, what PickFu is? Okay. Um, I guess I'll... I'll- Sure. I'll talk about how PickFu started. Arm wrestle over it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe you can talk about what PickFu is in your own words. But uh, so uh, the background of PickFu is that we built PickFu years ago as a tool to help ourselves. So Justin and I, um, we both have technical backgrounds. Um, we were working on a different business at the time, many years ago. And we're both mm, engineers and product people and developers. And so we like we like building stuff. Um, we're not the best at aesthetics or fan, you know, we're not designers in any way. And so what do you do when uh we would always have these debates about which design, which color, which logo, which 
um, to choose from. And our friends and family were getting tired of us asking them, Hey, which one do you want? And they're all, you know, you ask your friends and family for feedback and they're like, of course it looks great. Right. So they were getting tired of us asking them. And so being engineers, we decided to build a tool that would get us unbiased feedback on whatever it is that we wanted to get feedback on uh, from our targeted audience. So that was PicFu. That was years ago. We still kept focusing on our main project, which was a different kind of website. But over time, that PicFu just kept growing on its own because other people found it really interesting and really useful. And so after a while, you know, the side project, the side hustle became the real hustle because it started growing in all these different communities, different verticals. We found that um, we really enjoyed working on a product that helped people so much when we would talk to our customers they were they would just be ecstatic about how quickly they could get the feedback that you know on sort of critical business decisions and so that's when we decided to do the pivot focus on pickfu and grow it to be the best possible tool it could be and the that other business is it still alive is it is it the menuism business is it it's is menuism it yeah it it's still menuism. around okay. yeah yeah right. it's still around oh, but awesome. it's not the main focus right now it's not the main focus okay yeah that's awesome yeah um all right it, in your own words, then, uh, Justin, what, uh, what, what is PicFu? Because I just keep, I, I, I keep trying to explain it. It takes me like ten minutes because it does a lot of stuff. Like, how, yeah. how do you describe what PicFu is? Yeah, I, I describe it as a digital focus group that helps you get um, crowdsourced insight on kind of anything that you're working on. And so, yeah, you could split test things like main images, but you can also just use it to gather. Uh, feedback on maybe an idea that you want to work on. Um, obviously things like logos or um, product concepts, any of those things that anything that you're going to launch live that you you can't test live is is kind of a great candidate to to use PicFu for. What you know the majority of my business success has stemmed from Amazon. So it, it becomes this almost this trap for me. Sure. Like mm -hmm. when you when you're when you're a hammer, everything's a nail, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, everyone's an Amazon seller, right? <laughs> and, and when I hear PicFu, I'm just assuming that the majority of users are Amazon sellers. Are they? Are Amazon sellers the majority of users like that type of seller? And if so, what is the the next uh, most popular business that uses PicFu? Yeah. So I, I would say that a good chunk of our users are Amazon slash e-commerce, I guess. Um so we have a lot of sellers that are selling direct to consumer um, and maybe not even on Amazon. Um, you know, it could be like Etsy or, you know, Walmart, other marketplaces. Um, but we also have a lot of other industries using uh, PicFu. At first, actually, self-publishing authors was one of our, our main um, audiences. And they were testing, testing things covers. like book titles, book titles, book covers. Um, I think Tim Ferriss uh, kind of popularized the the fact that you should use data to test your titles. And so PicFu became like an easier way to do it than running ads um, like AdWords. Um, and then- you count Tim Ferriss as a user? I don't think we have Tim Ferriss as a user, but we have other New York Times bestsellers as as users. And that's Are you able awesome. to share any or no? Um, yeah, there's one called Al Podell who uh, he was, I think he tried to be, he held the Guinness record for what, traveling to every country in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, he wrote a book about it, yeah. And he wrote a book about it. Um, I think it was called Around the World and I forgot exactly what it was. He used it to test his uh, his book covers, um, oftentimes self-publishing authors. 
use PicFu um, to settle debates on book covers between themselves and their publicists or themselves and their publishers. Um, so that was one of them. What, yeah. what, what would be the most common way somebody uses PicFu in the e-com space? It would, it would probably be main image just because that's what we're known for. Um, we've been trying to educate uh, sellers to use it earlier in the process. So things like logos, uh, brand names, um, product design, product packaging uh, is a much more impactful way to use PicFu. And so we're actually seeing a lot more of our uh, advanced customers using it earlier in the process. I think the general trend with PicFu is that people have been coming to us when they have like an urgent issue, like, oh, my, my product's not converting, or it could be like a game company where they're not getting the downloads. And so the first instinct is, okay, let me optimize my marketing creators, right? Like maybe it's the main image, maybe it's the title, maybe it's the app icon I'm using. And after that, they discover, oh, wow, there's, I really should have done this earlier in the process because maybe people are commenting on, oh, they don't like my packaging. They don't like my logo, but it's already printed. Like that's already what I have. So the next time they do a new product, or maybe they're going to do a, a rebrand um, or a relaunch, then they start using PicFu earlier in the process as they're they're working on the new things. And versus, and that's what most people are doing. What what would a what would, would an advanced seller do differently using PicFu? I would say um, advanced sellers are uh, and. One of the things that they're doing is is testing out product concepts before they even launching. And so one of the more interesting ways is um, setting up a competitive test where you're um, grabbing, let's say the 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 top uh, the top brands in your in the category, maybe it's teapots or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And you think you you've got a new design for a teapot that you want to sell and you want to see how it's going to do. Well, instead of just, you know, going through the whole process and then putting it out there and then maybe not succeeding, showing uh, showing the image of the teapot with the title and the price, going up against your competitor to see like, okay, am I actually going to do well or am I, you know, do I even have a chance to compete uh, in this very competitive market, especially like incumbents that might have 20,000 reviews and, you know, uh, a certain price point. Have you seen, have you guys seen anybody really like because when you said at the product stage mm -hmm. have you seen anybody maybe get some 3d renders done of like you know what i mean like aesthetically changing one thing is you have a coffee grinder and you want to change the ceramic burr that nobody sees mm -hmm. but the other one is the just the entire structure on the outside of something and since you're not going to get three different molds to do it i imagine that would be a 3d render have you seen that done oh absolutely We've definitely seen uh, 3D renders of products, um, different features. I mean, not just the 3D renders of the products themselves, but if you go even earlier in the stage, we see uh, we see sellers who are literally putting up a list of features that they're thinking of having within sort of a product. Maybe they're talking to a couple different manufacturers and trying to figure out, you know, what what the cost of goods is going to be if we include this this feature versus this feature versus this feature. And so we we have sellers who are literally price testing on PicFu with a set of feature. Would you buy a set of features at this price, a set of features at this price and so on. So it's pretty neat. I mean, you could even take that further back and do an open-ended thing. So one of the things that people don't know that you could do on PicFu is just ask an open-ended question. You don't always have to be comparing things, right? People know it's, it's like for focus testing group. things. But yeah. think of it more of a focus group and just asking a question. Like if you were going to go to the coffee shop and say, 
if you're going to buy um, like kitchen tongs online, like what's important to you? And just ask that open-ended question to our audience. And, you know, some people will say like, oh, heat resistant, dishwasher safe, like all these different things or whatever it is. And so just getting 50 random people and maybe you do some targeting for your, your target audience to just articulate what's important to them will help you design your product better. It might help you uh, prioritize what goes onto your listing. Like what are the bullet points that you're going to emphasize? What are the secondary images that you decide to create? Um, and it's not just coming from your own perspective, right? Because we all know that as, as the people developing things, like we're always too close to it. And we're not always the target avatar um, that's that's buying the product. I'm super guilty of never having done that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never asked an open-ended question like that. I don't know why. That seems so obvious. Yeah. Uh, the one that came to mind that we've been debating, you guys don't laugh too hard at this, is I have this thing where if somebody puts a... And I, I just recently got my wife to start using PicFu. So like, I'm always looking for like non-e-com ways. I do a lot of oh, non-e-com yeah. stuff, mm -hmm. but we have this thing with like wizards of e-com. We want to get, you know, brand awareness in these local areas and let more people know about it. So somebody said, why don't you just have somebody walk around and put one of these little flyers in everybody's car within like a five mile radius. But yeah. I'm of the opinion that if I walk up to my car and somebody <laughs> stuck something in my car, like that's it. That's it. I'll never do business with that person again. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, all the times when it stuck too much and it turned to mush and created this disaster <laughs> on my car. Yeah. So it's like, I almost want to do this open-ended poll or open-ended question on PicFu and be like, have you ever done business with somebody that you discovered through a flyer on your car? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That would actually be a really interesting one. Yeah. Maybe I'll run that right now. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I want to know, right? So I could either show my business yeah. partners that I was right or just stop being stubborn and do it. Yeah, that's actually another way that people have been using PicFu with the open-ended uh, polls is kind of gauging buying, like buying habits and buying behaviors, especially since that kind of stuff changes over time, right? Like, you know, have you, have you bought anything um, via social recently? Like, do you buy when you see something on TikTok, right? Like these are, these are interesting things to discover. Or um, if you're into fitness, like what are the trends that you're following, right? Like, so there's a lot of ways that you could <clears throat> gather open-ended feedback on PickFu to kind of guide where, you know, the puck might be going so that you can adjust like your, your selling approach. What What's the, and then we'll start getting into some, like some polls that you guys have and some cool stuff. Like what's, what's the most, not weird, but like unexpected use you've seen used of pick food that can be repeated here. We see a lot of uh, random personal use. Mm -hmm. So uh, profile pics. So whether they're like dating profile pics or LinkedIn profile pictures. Somebody's got um, their Tinder. They're, they're split testing their Tinder profile. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why not? Right. Like, why not? <laughs> no, that's really and, good. And they'll they'll target their target audience, right? Like whoever it is, like they they just want the opinions of those people um, on on their profiles. All right. Okay. You you guys have some 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 really cool uh, uh, polls that have been run um, uh, using PicFu. Uh, Knowing that it's an audio-based podcast, it obviously would work a lot better if people could see, you know, something visually. We'll link to some of this stuff in, in the show notes. But yep. you, you want to share um, something you have of how a user approached using PicFu in a successful way and um, what the outcome was? Sure. Um, can I screen share?
Great. Okay. Yeah, so one of the, the first ways that uh, we were just talking about is using PICFU as a, an, an open-ended feedback gathering uh, forum. So, you know, one way you could do it is doing what we call a crowdsource listing audit. So you can ask a question, for example, the one I'm showing here says, please visit this Amazon listing. What questions do you have after viewing this listing? And so you can pop in your, uh, your Amazon listing, maybe it's someone else's Amazon listing, but what will happen is the respondents will look through the listing and they'll identify uh, questions that they might still have. So, you know, in this example, it was um, a sprayer, kind of like a, a bidet type sprayer. So like, can the pressure be adjusted? Uh, what makes this a luxury sprayer? So the kind of the whole point is to surface things that maybe, um, you know, there, there are questions, uh, buying objections in the uh, the buyer's mind. And maybe you thought you already addressed it. Maybe you thought like, you you oh, I already have, it in, have this in the bullet point. Like, I don't need to worry about it. But we know that everyone is scanning listings so quickly, right? So maybe if it's an important point, maybe you need to have it in the bullet point. Maybe you need to have it in your A plus content and your secondary image, just like reinforce over and over. So this is a great way to uh, surface that maybe uh, not everything you thought was coming across is coming across correctly. So um we we always tell people if you don't know what to test first, uh, this is a good way because you don't need to have you know variations yet. Like a lot of people say, like oh, I can't pick for yet. I don't have two versions or whatever it is. So this is a great way to just get feedback on what you already have live and see what you could improve. They might even just say like I don't like your main image, and then there's an opportunity to to improve that. So so yeah, I appreciate you sharing this. So a few a few things for people that that are unable to see the, the screen we're looking at. Um, first, this is an open end. This is what you call an open ended question that you ask yeah. and you just plugged mm -hmm. in either you or your competitor's listing. So if a person doesn't have their listing already created, even better, really, right? Like, so you're getting even earlier stage information, like that oh, one yeah. down there that said, um, why is this luxury? If you planned yeah. on creating a luxury something, you probably want to solve that now yeah. so that that main image communicates luxury. But exactly. Sc scroll, scroll back up again. You some questions here. And I, I, I know a lot of people have a lot of questions. I have tech, I have questions about this. So person chose 50 people answered to this yep. and it just blows my mind. It's like blessed to live in the time we are got all those replies, all those answers within an hour and nine minutes. Yeah. So the 50 Amazon prime subscribers more specifically. And yeah, this one took an hour, and nine minutes. And why did this person choose 50? Why not 150? What what made this so special? Like, what's what are you trying to accomplish with fifty? I would say um, fifty. It kind of depends what you're looking for. So um, when you're gathering open ended feedback like this, um, you're kind of just looking for trends. So if if we scroll down here uh, and we have this little box called it says search responses, and what we do is we we kind of do a, a word frequency list. So we'll look through and see like, oh, the, you know, the word bidet or water or easy uh, were mentioned a bunch of times. Uh, think of it like a word cloud. And so we're kind of just looking for trends here. And so having 100, you know, or 200 is kind of overwhelming and we're just kind of looking for a pattern. So I think 50 is kind of the sweet spot here. It's a little bit subjective on how many responses you gather, but I would say like, as you're 
working through a process, like as you're developing something, you're gathering feedback along the way, you could go for uh, smaller amounts of feedback. And when you're kind of near the end and you want to really determine if something is, is going to win, like maybe it's you versus a competitor, I would go for more responses. Okay. So like, I've always had this, this misconception in my head. Maybe it's like the competitive side of me that says, uh, you know, I'm serious about this. Unlike other people, like I'm going all mm -hmm. in, let's just grab a thousand responses. So you, you totally, <laughs> I, I know that's wrong. Uh, John, you're shaking your head, but like, right. Am I the only I mean, one I think, that, that feel, yeah, you see I think, doing that or? Yeah. No, I mean, I think, you're not the only one. <laughs> no, I think as, as entrepreneurs, you know, we're probably all naturally competitive and everything. And you want to go in and you probably go in, but you see a lot of people going in, going in strong on their first poll and waiting until the end and doing these big polls when they probably would have gotten a lot more success if they started earlier, smaller, and more frequent in their polling. So what would, what would be the next step here? This person does the open-ended, uh, uh, person does this open-ended question. They, yeah. they're going to go in and maybe do the word frequency counter. Another one that's, I'm looking like a, like a pick newbie again, but like I saw what was like 12 hits on the day. So yeah. <clears throat> are you able to like click on that and pull up bidet? Let me see. Yeah, it'll it'll filter the the responses right. that mentioned it. Um, that so what is... I would actually do is, and what we've seen customers do with this data is, you know, you could download um, you could download these to a spreadsheet, and um, what you can do is kind of go down each uh, each response, and then you know maybe write in a different column, kind of like what is the core issue. Oh, main image is bad. Main image is bad. Oh, wondering about durability, like durability, yeah. like that means durability, durability, that durability. Fragile. Yeah, and then kind of come up with like a, a list of your of uh, of things that you want to potentially address. And it's like, okay, well, how can I address durability? Okay, maybe I can make a new secondary image or uh, main image. Okay, well, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go to my designer and I'm going to see if I can make some variations of the main image. So. It's, you know, you kind of go through and you make a checklist of what you, what are the top three or five things that I can improve? Um, and then after you improve it, you can try doing this listing audit again to see if those issues are still popping up. I love it. And while we're doing this, it just goes to the show, like to some of like the, the, the power of, of PicFu. John Lee is PicFuing it. Um, he created that, that poll. Imagine you've returned to your car and found a flyer for a local business that you've never heard of. Would that make you more or less likely to consider that business? Mine, you must be an amazing like to type that up because he never broke eye contact here on the show. Like we're talking, <laughs> I have no idea, <laughs> right? <laughs> and this is so far the feedback it's already supporting. I feel like what six responses in like a minute. Yeah, um, I'd never consider it. Um, oh, one of them said maybe if it had great pricing, but I'm getting instant feedback. So by mm -hmm. the end of this, this will be something that. Uh, uh, maybe right before we'll wrap up, we'll, 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 we'll pop back in and see how many responses have come in and, and yeah, what the general absolutely. I mean, I think but this is open-ended. This is an open end. Yeah, exactly. This is an open-ended question. And uh, I chose the option for 15 responses. So initially when we started, we had, uh, we offered 50 up to 500. Um, recently we've opened up the option to do 15 to really emphasize those, uh, these micro polls that you can keep doing and iterating. So for quick gut checks, um, sort of a quick temperature check on um, like a given design or something, we you can use these 15 response polls to get really, really fast feedback. So let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, fingers crossed, that it should be done by the, you know, before the end of 
before we're done talking, but we'll see. Yeah. What about, um, what, Justin, what about, oh, are we looking at here? This looks oh, good. So, th so this is a fun one. Um, you know, a lot of times uh, people- You want to describe the poll for the people who can't? Uh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. So this is a I'm question- I'm getting sucked into. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're all staring at this. And, yeah. So this is a question that says, uh, without looking it up, what do you think this product is and why? What would you use it for? And so we started seeing some customers run these kinds of polls where they just throw the image up and they say, what is this? Like, what do you think this is? Because a lot of times if you're developing the product or the, the main image or even the packaging, you know what it is, right? And all your, your team knows what it is, like your friends and family probably already know what it is. So it becomes very obvious, but I mean, what do you think this is, Carlos? Uh, and, you know, and I, I'm going to say, especially since I used to be a runner or before I started e-com. So I was like this slim guy and I could scratch my back without an issue and reach any <laughs> spot I wanted. Right. But now I, I've like, my weight has gone the way of my sales, right. It's gone up <laughs> and I, I see this tiny little telescoping piece. So it, head that looks a little bit like a rake, I'm going to say back scratcher, but if that, if that, uh, that case that's beside, it looks like, like a velvet like case wasn't there. Uh, I've been so mm -hmm. locked into my reef tank, um, mm. like reef tank hobby that I could almost see, wow, is this something, since I'm new to it, is this something that could rake the the sand at the bottom of a reef tank and, and you know, get it turning over? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was a back scratcher, right? I think yeah, it was a it back, was scratcher. back scratcher. Yeah. So there you go. Telescoping back scratcher. Um, there were a few people that mentioned, was there someone that mentioned the, I think, um, sand like a zen garden yeah a zen oh, garden right. one yeah. um yeah like a gardening tool to spread or rake things also it's hard to tell what the what the size is from that image right so like you know it could be could be gigantic <laughs> right yeah so th this is it's just a, an interesting way to uh to to gauge if people can you know like maybe they it pops up in the search results and people aren't even sure like what it is right so the other way is you could also find new markets for it. I mean, maybe, maybe it, it is a back scratcher, but Hey, it could do really well for, uh, you know, uh, making little sand, uh, sand pattern in your Zen garden. So, um, that's an interesting test. And, um, the one that I kind of mentioned before is, is kind of like this open-ended focus group. What are the most important features when buying silicone tipped kitchen tongs? And like I said, we all have assumptions on, on what are important buying priorities but it's always interesting to hear directly from people. Um, and they say things like stain and heat resistant, durable, no slip grip. Um, yeah, so durability, are, heat proofing comes up a lot. This is also really good information for when, when you're writing out your listing. Um, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like something, something, can you go to the keyword counter and like see on this one what? what yeah, word, like heat, um, silicone. Durable, yeah, durable, heat. Yeah. So instead of burying that, you know, even without doing the Amazon keyword research, like instead of burying that on the back end, to me, that says this is something we need to put front and center out there. Yeah. Everyone like this is what's coming up. Um, definitely don't want to miss this. Yeah. Okay, another can, can way to, go? another way to oh, do that uh, is, uh, is like asking people to describe something. So like you pop up in the image, instead of asking, what do you think this is? Like describe this image, right? Because hearing people describe things in their own words is, is always very interesting. And that's probably how they're going to search for it. With, with this one right here, the, the, the telescoping back, back scratcher, 
I'm trying to put myself on the fly, like in the, in the head of the, the seller that, that put this out there. So they, they probably done the keyword research. They want to get this product image looks actually nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it has that little shadow there to give it mm -hmm. some depth. Um, is that a render? I wonder. It could be a picture, but yeah. a render. they, yeah. they, they create this and why, why this open-ended thing? You, you get what I mean? Like there's doubts at the end, or are they wondering if they should show a back, you know, what, what, what do you think this person was trying to do here when they, when they said this? I suspect it was that last thing of like, is there something else? basically does this image stand on its own to represent what the product is, right? And because obviously we've seen other images that can show the hint at the product in use, um, like through, and so maybe that's what they were trying to figure out is like, if, do they need to, does this image by itself clearly describe and show what the product is? I mean, if it was mine, I, I would actually adjust the packaging, right? Like that, that case, to say mm -hmm. like, well, okay, you have the brand on it, but can you also put like telescoping back scratcher on it, right? And that's actually going to be good for multiple reasons. I mean, obviously it's 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 good in the image. And when you search, like that word is going to be reinforced, right? Because it is part of the packaging. So like you can have it in the image um, because it's on the, on the packaging. So um, that's probably what I would do as a seller. Yeah, we, we have a mutual friend also that had shared something to, to, to my group a long time ago. And that was... And this is a little, not a little, this is gray hat, black hat, which I, I don't suggest yeah. anyone does any black hat stuff, but yeah. what you just mentioned, like on this packaging, somebody could just like the, the brand name that's there. Somebody could also yep. write telescoping back scratcher on it yep. and it not really be on that package. Sure. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like, but because it's yeah. touching the product, it doesn't look like a text overlay anywhere else on the product. And yeah. okay. Cool. Uh, let me see. That. Yeah. So another one, um, another use is this, uh, this idea of competitive testing and potentially testing things that are testing changes before you go live. Like, uh, I think you mentioned that earlier. And so we developed this way to, um, to generate these mockups so that you can, um, hypothetically see how your product might do in the search results or changes to your, your listing might do. So in this case, we're actually testing out teapots. So the question is, if you were shopping on Amazon for an infuser teapot, which product would you click on? And so basically the, the two images that we have are uh, kind of like screenshots of the Amazon search results that show the image, the title, uh, the star ratings, the number of ratings, and then the price. And so the difference um, from just taking a normal screenshot here is that we've normalized the, uh, the star ratings to both have five stars and the, the counts to say a thousand ratings for both. We also normalize the prices to $20 each, but it's two different teapots. So this might be like, oh, maybe I'm changing my image. I want to see how I'm going to do it against a competitor. Or maybe this is a teapot that doesn't even exist yet, but I'm working with a manufacturer to keep tweaking the design. And I want to see how is this going to do against like the top selling teapot in the category. It's like, oh, well, maybe people like this new glass design. Uh, the one that won is actually a, a clear glass uh, design with like kind of a, a different shaped uh, nozzle. So, you know, maybe that's something that will do well in the marketplace because it's kind of a novel approach to it. So this is a great way to just hypothetically see like, am I going to make a dent? Yeah, you know, 
this this mock-up the let me try to describe this so like we're looking at what looks like two Amazon listings. Like yes. what we look like plain, yes. you know, pristine white background product on top of it. Underneath there's a title. Um, underneath that we have five stars, all of them filled. So it's a five-star product, both shows 1000 ratings and both are selling for $20 even. Can somebody adjust the ratings? Yes. yes. Yeah. So you, they don't have to both be the same is what I'm getting at. Yeah, for sure. So I've, I've got this popped up over here. Um, and this is our Amazon mock-up tool generator. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, but basically you can take, you can, you can grab, you pop an ace in here, we'll grab the information and then you can change any of these and, you know, like, Hey, well, what if I only had one star? What if I had one review and the other guy had 10,000 and just make up these kind of like artificial scenarios to do, uh, to do testing. And, when we've done this, it's it's very interesting because you could take the as is with the actual, you know, what what it is in the live listing and, and see how it is currently doing. Then say like, okay, well, let's just adjust the ratings. Let's adjust the titles. Let's adjust the price and just see how all those different factors are impacting people's click-through rates. So yeah, one of the, re the main reason we did this to build the Amazon mock-up generator is because we saw very high-level sellers doing this manually on PicFu, where they would replicate these uh, Amazon search results and use it as a testing ground for hypothetical images, titles, prices, and so on. And so we built the tool to make it easier for everyone to do. Yeah. I'm wondering if we could also use it to sort of attempt at forecasting what sales are going to be like at mm -hmm. a certain price point at one review and your competitor obviously has exactly. to start on you yep. when you're starting to get totally. real, a really good idea as to like what to budget for. Mm -hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to run that. Like, after this, I'm going to run one. Uh, I have so many ideas now with this, this, this mock-up generator that I want to run. It's like, I'm trying to jot them down as we go. Nice. But uh, th this is going to open up a lot of doors for me. O on another note, the, the poll that, that, that John started about the, the flyers in the car, it's, it's already done. done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's done a couple minutes back even. Yeah. Um, I'll go, I'll go through all of it afterwards, but just briefly looking at it, it seems people are on the same page with me and it's like, Hey, don't stick anything in my car. Unsolicited, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. Oh my God. Yeah. Pickfoo pick is great for settling bar bets, you know, disagreements, you know, debates with friends, well, that kind of stuff. Well, that is how I used to solve it. It, it was like, Hey guys, look, we got to solve this and this drinks yep. are on me. Let's go to Flanagan's, which is this rib joint near me. And we'd all go in there and, I would suspect that we were not functioning very good like an hour, <laughs> hour and a half in, but we were making big decisions. So of course, no, this is amazing. How, how cool. do you, and any advice you have about choosing the audience? Yeah. Um, similar to what Justin was mentioning earlier about not starting too big. I think when it comes to audiences, we would, uh, we'd probably suggest not starting too targeted. So a lot of people who are new to PicFu, they come in just because PicFu can let you target slice and dice and target by over like 90 traits. And we're always adding more just because we have that ability doesn't mean that, you know, if you're new to PicFu, you need to go micro target that exact segment um, that you're, that you believe you're targeting because oftentimes on Amazon or also on other plate on other platforms, the people who are buying in aren't necessarily 
that maybe people it's seasonal people are buying it as gifts and so on maybe there's another use for that let's say back scratcher that uh, other potential customers might be looking for so we generally suggest to lighten up on the targeting at first get a broader sample um, i mean we let you target amazon prime shoppers and maybe and so at most we'd say maybe target two at most if you're getting started until you really want to drill down um the other suggest my other suggestion would be because we want you to start earlier and test earlier in the process basically earlier and broader testing with smaller polls is usually the best recommendation that we have and then you keep iterating on that and once you're getting closer and you want to validate that you've been uh improving your creatives and you want to actually validate when it's time to validate, that's when we suggest the larger polls and the deeper targeting. I love it. That's why that's wise advice. <laughs> Justin, do you have any more of these? I was thinking like, I'm going to rattle off like 10 more questions. And then I looked. Up yeah, and, sure. Um, another another thing that people don't realize we have is, is, is a click test. And so um, basically with the click test, you can pop up an image and um, we'll show a heat map of um, where people clicked. And so, for example, here's one where we asked if you were shopping for Amazon for a beach wall decor, which four products would you click on and why? And while you could take these screenshots and do kind of a, a normal PicFu poll, this allows it to be um, more in the order and the actual search result layout of an Amazon uh, search. Um, and what's cool about these click tests is that you can ask for multiple clicks and you know we'll kind of cluster where uh, most of the clicks are happening. And if you hover over any of the responses, it'll show you the individual clicks of that person. So you can see they clicked on here first and then second and third. And so it's a lot of interesting data. Um, traditionally, like the way that people have used it is more on websites. So kind of like seeing where people are clicking and you can do that here. Like if you were on a homepage, like where would you click first? Or if you were uh, getting feedback on uh, packaging, like, you know, which areas of this packaging are are distracting or what do you like, you know, just kind of like getting people to click on very specific areas. So that's, yeah, that's kind of a neat way to use PicFu. That's wild. What that first one though, that showed, I think it was eight to 12, uh, Amazon, it looked yeah. like Amazon, yeah, the search results, right? Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that a screenshot that somebody did or is this a mock-up? Yeah. That somebody yeah. This is just a straight, uh, straight screen screenshot. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought, I thought I was like, oh my God, this is a mock-up and someone's going to go play with all these reviews. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's a little uh, bit much. Like, yeah, that's a lot, but no, yeah. that's, that's amazing. This reminds me of a tool that I also use religiously called Hotjar. Yes, mm -hmm. uh, exactly. Yes. I use it for my website and it's, it's very powerful. I, I can see it, how it would be used right now. And like certain areas of my site that are neglected and other ones that are getting a lot of attention that I was like, why is that getting attention? Totally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So awesome. Cool. Um, yeah, I think those are most of the polls of of new ways uh, that maybe people didn't know about using PicFu. So, so, so it seems like the way that the people are that most people are using PicFu wrong, myself included, is <laughs> you know maybe starting off too too narrow with too many too many filters in place, mm -hmm. um, and also trying to get more replies than are needed. Is that about right? Like. I'll give you an yeah. example. One, my my wife recently we bought a, a premium domain. This is how I got my wife on the with the PicFu bug. 
Mm-hmm. And now she's doing it for like a whole, she's like setting up a whole bunch of stuff to do for Christmas nice. is um, we bought a premium domain called uh, Miami moms, nice. Miami moms.com. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to, I don't know if you're familiar with Miami vice that show. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yep. so we wanted like the Miami vice font. And then somebody came along and said, no, that's too severe. It's too sporty. You need something else. And <laughs> yeah. the font was very like these rounded bubbly like huggy type letters. And, and mm-hmm. I was adamant against it, but we, we created the poll. She gave it to me, trusted in me. And I set it up wrong and I set it up so strict with so many different filters. Mm. that I think I got like two replies. Mm, yeah. So, so people setting it up wrong with too many, too many filters. It um, takes longer to find those people. And so, yeah, you might as well, if you want the feedback faster, definitely loosen up the filters and, um, yeah, you'll have results that you can iterate on sooner. Also, some yeah. some some really good uh, some really good advice would be those open ended questions um, mm-hmm. before you even have a product or or a listing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah one of the other issues that we've seen um, is is getting too complex or stuffing the questions too much. Yeah. So, yeah, it's better to ask one question at a time. So in this case, we have a we have an open-ended poll. And the question is, if you were shopping on Amazon and saw this ad, how much do you think this dog harness should be retailing for at a minimum and maximum? Please state a fixed price and not a range of prices. Please also comment on the visuals and production value out of 10. Oh, and that's just the question before even getting into adding some question context and a video. And... We like to advise that when you're asking, uh, when you're doing a poll on PickFu, that you're, you're really just asking one thing and not stuffing the, stuffing the question with multiple questions. Um, because when you're trying to get feedback, a lot of times the respondents will, generally they're used to ask, answering one question. Some might answer both, or if you try to stuff multiple in there, some might answer a lot. Some might answer only one out of like the two that you put in. And so it makes it really hard to get, um, to get the right feedback that you're looking for. And I'm understanding from you guys that a better way to approach that would be, in addition to just asking one question, would be ask the questions in separate polls and maybe don't run them all at the same time. Ask one question, get the feedback, and then maybe your questions are no longer valid after that. Your other ones based on the the answers you got on the first one. Yeah. If, If the visuals and production value here were a zero, then you wouldn't really need to figure out what to price it for, right? Like you would go and fix the production value so that it's, it shows something of value to, uh, to the target audience. I love it. I, I'm never going to stop with questions, but <laughs> I do want to be respectful of your guys' time. Yeah. And I, it feels like we've only been talking for about 10 minutes, but we've run a full pick food poll. We've evaluated, you know, six or seven of them. Um, I, I really do appreciate your guys' time. Um, I, I cannot thank you guys enough, especially for all the, the health and sponsorship you've given to, uh, the Wizards of Ecom community uh, over the years. Um, and, and even now, especially generous with your time. Before you go, uh, I know you guys are pretty active on social, it seems, uh, if I'm getting that right, or maybe it's just me getting a hold of you in Messenger. Is it the <laughs> best place somebody yeah. finds you um, to get a hold of you, uh, to learn more about PickFu? I guess they can go to pickfu.com. Uh, best contact? Yeah, probably, probably LinkedIn for both of us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're both on LinkedIn. Um, PickFu's on all the social channels. So you can find PickFu on uh, Facebook and Instagram and, and Twitter as well. Um, yeah, that's that's probably the best way. 
Okay. I'll, I'll link, I'll, I'll add both of your LinkedIn's um, and okay. the Pixel LinkedIn in the, in the show notes. Uh, before letting you go though, what is your favorite books and why? All right, I'll go. Um, so my favorite book historically is uh, Guns, Germs, and Steel by Jared Diamond. Love that book. Love that book. Yeah. Um, yes. Really made an, I mean, not directly applicable to business or any, you know, personal life or anything, but I thought it was just a fascinating book about the history of mankind, evolution of societies and political cultures and all that stuff. Um, working my way through the, was it the psychology of money right now? Also, um, you, you only pick heavy reads then, because that's, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. also though, that's dense reading right there. <laughs> they're, they're pretty dense reading. Yeah. But I find it pretty interesting. So you might as well throw in like Atlas Shrugged. Or something <laughs> <in there. laughs> I have not gone to that yet. It's on, it's on the list. It's there. Actually, I, you know, I, just did, I just did ahead. that one uh, audiobook Atlas Shrugged. Super fascinating. <laughs> it, re it really is. You know, Guns, Germs and Steel is not directly related to business, but I feel like it, it, it changes your filter a little bit on how you evaluate totally. things in business and planning and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Uh, I guess I'll choose a business book. Um, so I really enjoyed Measure What Matters. And so that's that's kind of around um, setting organizational metrics. And I like it because it uh, gives a glimpse into a lot of Silicon Valley tech companies and how they're um, using using very data-driven metrics to to drive forward like business objectives. And so as as we're trying to grow our business, it's it was very interesting and insightful to uh to get some best practices from like, how the big guys are doing it cool and if you were to pick a non-business book what would it be um i'm a big fan of of like old school mystery novels so like sherlock holmes and like agatha christie i don't know it's just kind of a weird <laughs> weird thing oh, i've got nothing weird about it man i would i would choose the uh the far side anthology Heck yeah oh yeah. wow classic that's really classic yeah, yeah man <laughs> I really, I, I really believe I'll end with this and it's based on no pick food polls or anything like that, that, uh, I, I feel like throwing in some fiction with your, with everything else you read, like yeah. it's almost like absolutely cleansing the palate between tasting different wines. Like it, it's, it's required. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. Thank you so, so much for you guys time. I really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to be reaching back out to see if you'll come back on the show in the near future. Thank you. Would love to. Thank, thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, Carlos.